This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Forever! When your first choice is a big old bus You turn around and boom You end up with us You nasty little fucks, you stupid little fucks, you sloppy little fucks. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. It's me, Meatball. And I'm Big Dipper. Hi. Hello. And a happy Friday to you. It is a beautiful day, I'm assuming. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I hope you're ready for the... You know, whatever happened to TGIF? Why don't we say that more often? Wasn't that a restaurant with, like, really good mozzarella sticks? Oh, yeah, TGI Friday... Oh, TGI Fridays. That makes sense. Yeah. I thought they would call it TGIF Fridays. And I'm Did like, you ever so have good. a Bennigan's? Yes. Okay. I lived I thought... in Chicago. We had every chain restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because those Bennigan's. Monte Cristos, ooh, baby, it was like a fried cheese sandwich with some ham. You dip it in jelly. Is a Monte Cristo sandwich French toast yes. and then ham and cheese? And then they yes. also serve it with like raspberry jelly? Yes. That's, That's the a tea. lot. Oh, it's delicious. It's it's delicious. It's delicious. Um, so I'm very excited because we have a guest on the show today who we have been wanting to do for a while, but we sort of were always postponing her being on the show because we were like, oh no, she's never in LA, blah, blah, blah. But then recently we remembered, uh, because we're recording everything remotely, people don't have to be in LA anymore. So uh, we texted her real fast and she uh, has agreed to be on the show. So please welcome to the stage. <laughs> what we're okay. going to do, <laughs> we have to take a break first, remember. What we're going to do is take a break. And then we're going to we're gonna welcome to the stage our special guest, Miss Layla McQueen. Yeah, so we'll be right back after this break. After this break that we're taking. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool. 
that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this is oh, yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 and use code sloppyseconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppyseconds50 at factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. We're back and we're so and we're so excited to welcome into your ears, Miss from season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race, a Queen's Queen. The uh, the makeup artist on We're Here for Bob. What else did you do? You did makeup on celebrity drag race. Welcome to Layla McQuire. (laughs) Okay, brace yourself. Hey. Um, (laughs) Wait, do you have a uh, head brace on? Neck brace? What do you mean brace yourself? No, just get ready. Get that pack your pussy up because here she comes. Um, What are you doing? Well, first off, I want to say that I was listening to your podcast last night, the drive-in one. So I'm very happy to be here today, and I'm very happy that Blair, Monet, Bob, and um, (laughs) Juju B all didn't text you back on the phone, Trey. (laughs) Did we put that all on the air? (laughs) I mean, I think I also promised like a lot of other people. Oh, no, I'm just fully reading between the lines. No, you <laughs> actually know that all of those people have not responded after we've asked. So thank you so much. Does well, that happy happen? to be here. <laughs> Does that happen often in your career? They say we couldn't get Bob, so we asked Layla. Oh, no, Vots Events just doesn't have me at all. Oh. <laughs> 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 right no, from the I, top. I, I realize, so like, I don't know how much I can talk about Celebrity Drag Race, so I'll keep it brief, but I did do makeup on there. I was hired as a makeup artist. And you were featured in, like, an online clip where you were, like, the pro. Yeah, that was just gravy. That was never, like, the pitch was never there for me to be in drag. Yeah. Um, But I realized that, like, season eight, we're here in Celebrity Drag Race. I looked at Bob when I was doing his makeup. I was like, I've never worked on a TV show that you haven't been a part of. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. That's so crazy. So you're in Chicago right now, right? Yes. I I moved here like right in 2016. I've been sitting here since. And you love it, right? I do love it. Um, I mean, we can't leave our houses, so I don't, I have fond memories I've been saying in Chicago. (laughs) Yes. But yes, I think Chicago is great. 
Yeah, and what was it about? Because there was sort of like a moment after season eight. We've we've had both Kim uh, Kim Chi, who was already living in Chicago, and Naomi as guests on the show, and they were both on season eight. And you and Naomi sort of after the show moved to Chicago, right? Yeah. So Naomi and Kim are like best friends, and Naomi. I did not travel before Drag Race, and Naomi is like, I'm just gonna go hang out in Chicago all the time with Kim. Mm. Um, We'll both say that we came to Chicago and we tried Molly for the first time here and we're like, oh my God, let's move here <laughs> <laughs> separately. Uh, but I grew up in Boston and New England and it just was not the nourishing queer space that I really needed for my kind of lifestyle and didn't have opportunities to go other places. So the second drag race happened, I was like, I want to go as many places I can. I know I don't want to be in Boston. So I'm going to treat every city that I go to that first like six months while our like, while our season was actually on the air. And I was like, what if I lived here? And I kept coming back to Chicago. Right. Just checked Uh off all these boxes of like affordable, queer, easy to travel from because it's super central. Um, I've always lived in cold weather, so that wasn't like an issue. So it just kind of just seemed it felt right. And I feel like artistically, there is a lot of room to try something and not be like overly criticized for it or pigeonholed. Like you you could go out for a month in like only goth looks, but people won't assume you're just a goth gal. You know what I I mean? That is, I think that's very, very true. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember when we invented Alone in VIP? (laughs) Okay, so yes, yeah, I'm not going to lie. So like, I like, I was like, I'm very forgetful. So I did have to jot down some notes for things. (laughs) And I don't like being that person that is being like, I was the first one. I remember that. And now everyone's obsessed with it. But like, I don't, I was like, I said to Renee, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. And then that one day you're on the podcast, you're like, me and Layla literally were the ones to be like, this, this is tweet what, is insane. This is ridiculous. I remember where it was like during Halloween in Boston. And we're yes. At, and we're at Eric uh, Alden's house, which mm-hmm. I also remember because Bora was there. And Bora was like, this is a nice apartment. Whose is this? I was like, it's not an apartment. Yeah, all. she kept calling it an apartment. And I was like, it's four stories. There's a back patio. Five. Is it five? Oh, my God. It's, it's something crazy. But I remember because I was like, Meatball, you got to see this. And then you were like, immediate, like, I have to go sit on Eric's stairs alone. This has to be, I have to control her. It was within seconds. And then we were like putting wigs on, repeating it, walking yeah. down the stairs. And then that's when the next night was like Halloween night and we did some big event. And we were all yeah, sitting we're backstage Boston. doing the the sitting alone in VIP stance. Like, yeah, because I was, this, what was that the same year that uh, Trixie and Kim? Trixie and the Kim, Brothers? the Boulay Brothers. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> Drag Race Season 8. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? I have some yeah. questions. Yeah, sure. Let I want to know how it felt to be a double Double eliminated. You know, believe it or not, it didn't feel great. <laughs> yeah, if you can imagine. Shocking. If you can imagine. Listen, when I was on Season 8 in Drag Race, it was still on Logo. Um, I just graduated college when I got Really? Home, and I was like, yeah. So I didn't know you I, were that young when that happened. Yeah, I got casted when I was like, I turned 20, I think I turned 22 days before we How long had, before you left, had you been doing like drag drag? Like when you thought you were ready? I have been working in bars and performing in bars since literally the week I turned 18. 
Oh, but I've always like cool. doing house parties and stuff. I'd say I've been like doing drag and dressing up for like 10 years now. But like getting paid and like actually doing shows, uh, like nine. She's okay. a pro. That's that's professional. But I like also was like always in a very small town. I went to school in New Hampshire. There was one gay club in the entire state. So it was very small frame of reference. And I also at the time was not like auditioning to be like, I need to be a famous drag queen. I need a tour. I was like, I like doing drag and I like the show. What the, why the hell not? Yeah. So I was very naive. I felt like they didn't know what to do with your like very like low key chill attitude. Yeah. Did you feel like producers were pushing you or? Well, here's the thing. I'd never, I like, I didn't do drama. I didn't do theater. I was just like the artsy kid that just Mm -hmm. happened to fall into drag. So when you get to drag race, they don't tell you. So this is how production works. It's not how it is on the show. You know, no one prepares you for that because they kind of want you to be riled up. And it's, I guess it's no one's job to tell you how TV works until you just do TV. Right. Um, So I was just nervous. I think when they were, like, because we do a lot of interviews before and they, like, call you, like, the your storyboard producer that you're always in the interview chair with. They call you and we just, like, talk shit and talk about your life and whatever. And um, I felt like, I didn't feel like I got there and I was, like, set up. If anything, when I got, like, the list for looks we had to bring, I was like, oh, this feels like a season that was appropriate for me. And then, like, mm-hmm. seeing some of the challenges, I, like, I can see myself in some of them. So I don't feel like I was duped, but I got there and I was like, nervous and i already don't i'm not the kind of person that's like i need to be the loudest in the room i'm more of the like say something rude about you like when everyone's quiet like (laughs) off to the side like deadpan dry and that doesn't always work for tv so that's why you never hear me being like i was wrong this was unfair i was like oh damn (laughs) (laughs) oh shucks double elimination she's like whoopsie i still like i can vividly remember the eye roll that you give to dax Oh, well, she's, fucking... well, I mean, she's not my fave. <laughs> but, okay. there any, is there anyone that you're close to from your season? Bob, I would say. Yeah. I get along with most of our season. Um, I see Bob the most lately because we've been working together. You know, I always used to see Naomi because she lived in Chicago. But right. I'm pretty close. We, we're a very close season. I mean, none of us really talked to Dax or Robbie, but I don't think anyone is surprised to hear those. Oh that. my God, I haven't heard the name Robbie in so long. I thought you always text with Robbie, Meeple. I never texted with Robbie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is Robbie texting while driving? <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't the drive the car. The... No, the T is now that she does drive the car. For Uber? Yeah. Yes. No, I can't. This is too There's... much. Well, I'm not gonna shame her, but she she did do it. Um, wait, I want to know. Uh, what? I what would like to say, credit Marla? you with improving Bob's makeup, <laughs> her skills doing it herself, and this. What was she doing wrong before you came along? I just don't think she understands some certain shapes. Mm. I think geometry is a little off for her. <laughs> and what is Meatball doing wrong? All of it. All, all of it. It's just all wrong. What isn't she not doing wrong? You know. <laughs> uh, okay, but last time I feel like I worked with Meatball in Chicago. This is why I say she is the queen of things that I get fucked up immediately because, like, 
We're backstage. Her, her corset busted. The zipper mm-hmm. ripped. So she had to, I don't know, be taped together. But then Princess was there. And it's when we did Mystery Matinee. And Princess, like, took off all of her makeup for her first number and put, like, a white penny uh, Pennywise face on. It did a Pennywise number. And Meatball comes down. She still has a second number to do. And she's so sweaty. She's like, oh, my God. And, like, takes a rag to damp the sweat off and just puts white. All in the middle, I covered in the middle of my face, face with clown white. So the second number, it's just this whole portion of my face is white. Because when I go to a gig, I don't bring extra makeup. Like I figure I'm just gonna like look like what I look like and sweat through it. So you accidentally picked up Princess's makeup towel that was yes. covered in clown white. Yes, because she had just wiped it all on. <laughs> And I saw a bar towel and I was like, I don't care whose or what's it is. I'm putting it on my face. It's well, just it's wild in general to think that your first thought is I see this dirty bar towel in this basement. <laughs> Let me rub my face on it. Coronavirus. <laughs> Wait, can I talk about your lip sync? You did something which I vividly remember when I saw it on Drag Race. And I'm curious if you still do it because I don't know that I've ever seen you live live. Um, it's not a dip. It's not a um, like turn. It's like you jump in the air and then land full force on your kneecap, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> are we still doing that, or did is we that, see a is doctor? That s- still in your repertoire. Fully gonna say that I stole that from Fina Barbatol. Cause she, oh really? Uh, oh yeah, because she used to be like, I'm too fat to do splits, so I do the splats. And so she, what you're supposed to do is land on the side of your thigh with your other leg extended, but I'm not physically coordinated at all. So it ends up being on my knee. Uh, My knees are fucked because of it and it's not good. And I wear knee pads when I perform and no, I do not really do that. (laughs) I learned how to do a cartwheel so I could avoid doing that. Is it a real cartwheel or a Monique Hart cartwheel? A real cartwheel. (laughs) Monique forgot left and right when she did that cartwheel. Them legs went... You're saying saw- Bob, Bob has trouble with shapes. Monique has trouble with direction. <laughs> um, we so all have our thing. Yeah, we all have our thing. Let's. I, I want to talk a little bit more about yours. So you say you go to Drag Race. No one really teaches you about production. But now it seems like you obviously uh, are working in production as a makeup artist. Yeah, I mean, when I did Drag Race, I did so bad because I didn't get it. And then I got home and was like so depressed. But then during that year, we had a premiere tour. That was like one of the last years we had like a tour and we did five different cities. I was like, well, I haven't seen the show yet and I'm not a piece of shit totally. So I'm like, might as well just get people like me now. And I've been really busy ever since. And it's been really great. Um, Performing is exhausting. I'm sorry, I tend to babble, but I have enjoyed starting to work like into doing makeup yeah okay that's fun like i i like performing i like working and i've done it a lot but like i'm not physically coordinated i'm not physically talented the older i get the sweatier i get which no one fucking informs you of when you're growing (laughs) up um so before miss rona happened i was enjoying like actually working on doing makeup on other people than myself well, it became pretty clear um, if you're like a drag fan and you pay attention to drag queens, your name was in a lot of people's mouths. Everyone was yeah. like, oh, Layla, Layla does the makeup. Oh, Layla's eyebrows. Oh, Layla this, Layla that. Well, my and favorite I remember- was when 
People recognized the makeup on that person's face and they were like, that's a Layla face if I've ever seen it. And then immediately it came out that it was like, that's Layla's work. And then it was like, that's Chanel's work. It was just like, you have such a specific look. Oh, it's so good. I am in the credits in Celebrity Drag Race, like my government name, but the thing, the the difference between Drag Race and We're Here, I don't know the logistics of it, but like Drag Race is for the most part a union show filled with union workers, especially now that it's on VH1. So like they can use in-house talent, but the way they credit them is like a little different. So I'm like a creative consultant on Drag Race. Because you're not in the, like the, the makeup union? Yeah. Right. Um, but on We're Here, it's like Eureka, Bob, and Shangela, they're like, they're the stars of the show. And production isn't like, we're hiring people to do things for you. They're like, who do you want to have to be helping you? Because also on We're Here, um, all the outfits you see on the show are made on site. We go to these small little towns and we, they have like a couple days to source. Like it's Diego, Domino, and um, Patrick. And they source for a couple days and like where they're from, but like we're in these like little podunk towns for two weeks and they make every single, like all of their entrance outfits, all the daughters outfits, everything is done <laughs> on site. So everyone Whoa. has their own little team. I, what, that's what... Go ahead, Meeple. No, you go ahead. I've been interrupting enough today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Will highlight that. We're playing that at the start of every episode. <laughs> so, you know, you interrupt. No, I'm just kidding. I'll burn this podcast down. <laughs> I own the network. No, I'm so curious. So that's amazing. So for each episode, you're in those small towns for two weeks. Are you there the whole time or production is there the whole time? Production is. And uh, I, I come in a little later because they film a lot of episodes out of drag. So when right. they first get there, they film some of the things of them meeting out of drag. So I don't have to be there for those days. But I come in like a day before the drag days and I stay because the very last day of filming is the big show. And, and all- what what was it like sort of witnessing that or interacting? And like, did you open up your grinder? Were you out there hooking up with people? Like, did you party or like, was it just like work? Um, we, we really are in like the middle of nowhere areas. I only did three cities. Uh, we only aired two because we were in, uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina for, I was there for five days and I literally got Bob in full face for the first day, except lipstick. And like, Hey, we just have to call a group meeting with the whole team. They're like, yeah, we're sending you guys home tonight. We can't finish the show because of COVID. Um, but there's not a lot to do where we always stay in areas that are near like shopping centers and Walmarts and Joann's and like things like that. But we went to, we go to, we try to go to bars like right. at the end of it, like the production team, there's a lot of really fun people on it. And they're all like, we have to get shit faced at the end of this. Cause it's a lot of work. Yeah. Right. I played, I've actually been to and played in twin falls, Idaho, because I went with Boise pride and we did like a little, a tiny tour with me and some drag queens to do performances basically to let people know come to Boise when right. it's time for Pride. So I have played at Twin Falls and been to that only gay bar there. How was that? I mean, there were 40 people there. They were seated. They were smoking like it was an indoor casino. Indoors. And the rig, it was so oh incredible. We traveled with, we all talent were driving in a minivan. And then there was a literal truck and a hitch and a with like 
like eye beams and moving lights and like all of this rigging that he would like set up in all of these tiny bars. And I was like, I think y'all may have overshot it on the production budget. <laughs> like we were, we were, it, it, we had like the best time, but honestly in every city we played for like 40 people. And a lot of it was like women who had a gay friend who brought their straight husband to be like, let's go do, try something new. Let's go see something new tonight. Well, my mom is from that Louisiana town that y'all filmed in. Oh. Really? Yeah. And she watched the episode and she goes, I don't know where they found all these people, but those people are not from that town. She's like, (laughs) they have too nice of clothes, too many teeth. I don't, the shows, they like, like we promote, like when every time we're like at Walmart or anything, we're like, oh, we're doing a show at the end of the week. Or we're doing a show at the, like every time we go out to lunch, we like, they literally like, I mean, I only got to see two shows because we didn't get to finish the third right. one. But they're bit like lines out the door, like they can't let everyone in because the bars are so small. Like, and they put on a That's... full show. You don't see it either, but like, so the drag daughters all do a number that have Bob Eureka and Shangela are in all of them, and right. then Bob Eureka and Shangela do their own separate solo numbers, and then they all do a group number at the end. It's a full drag show. I love that. That's incredible. That's so cool. It is really cool. Speaking of one other thing I wanted to ask. Who directed Eureka to put a cockroach on her head? <laughs> when does she have a cockroach on her head? Oh, I think it's a scarab. My bad. A scarab. <laughs> You're horrible. Um, speaking of the other show, we talked about Secret Celebrity Drag Race. What is a Madison beer? Is it an IPA? Is it hoppy? <laughs> um, I'm not a beer drinker. And even though she's been on the show twice now, I'm still not quite sure. <laughs> She's like a pop star. Is that her deal? I she has a lot of followers. I looked her up and I I remember looking her up after that day and still going, I don't I just don't know. I, I could like be completely is. wrong. I could be completely wrong, but I think she was an Instagram or a uh, uh, a Vine person who then Justin Bieber heard her singing like a six-second song and gave her a record deal. She realized she's not a very good singer and oh has God. now turned into like a an Instagram personality. Like, now, what is, is, is that called? A factual? influencer? I, no, I listen it, to... I think it is, is because I listen to a podcast where talking. someone had to describe what she did and they were like, listen, she doesn't really make music anymore, but she's turned influencer, so that way she's famous. So, so she can kind of sing... Theory. Yeah, she she is COVID. <laughs> Wait, didn't you did, were were you on the show with her? Me? Yes, yes. You painted her? No, I did not paint her. No, but yes, didn't, I was there. Who was the person who complimented her on her teeth and asked her if they? That were was hers? me. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. And wasn't she absolutely gagged that you would even insinuate that those teeth did not grow out of her skull? I wasn't even, like, I just love when people have nice teeth, and I'm always curious, and I'm always, like, I think it's weird when people are ashamed of having veneers, because it's, like, fucking two grand a tooth, or $1,200 a tooth. I'm like, if I had veneers, they'd be like, yes, bitch, these I fucking paid for veneers. I got veneers. And so people are like, no, no, they're real. I'm like, if I shine a ring light on you, I'm going to need sunglasses. I mean, those (laughs) aren't your teeth. She was like, I had a dream the other night that I lost all my teeth. And in the dream, I was like, thank God I can finally get veneers. Like, it was like a positive thing. 
That's one of those things that really freaks me out is thinking about tiny little shaven down chiclet teeth. I, it freaks me out. Because so that's much. what a veneer is, right? They shave it down and then they like cap the whole thing. I think yeah. that's what they used to do. I think now they might just flatten it and then pop something on top. I don't know. Or like I'm a flipper. Rich. Girl. Yeah. What if your veneers end up falling out and then you have those like goblin teeth? All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. I heard you had a wicked story, Layla. You know, I said that on live and I'm really talking it up. I really don't. I mean, the story is when I was really young and before I was out, me and my like best friend at the time, who was also like very jaded and like a really too cool for school attitude, like went to New York and I wasn't like fully embracing my homosexuality. And (laughs) homosexuality. Like it was like a trip to New York to Times Square, like with my parents. And my parents like, we like we drove past um one of the marquees and like my friend made fun of like the wicked sign or something i like laughed at my parents are like okay but surprise i we got us all tickets for wicked tonight (laughs) (laughs) and we're like like, we're like oh my god you guys are hysterical they're like no really we're going to a three-hour showing of wicked tonight we're like okay and did you live did you live um I, i i was not focused in it how could you not be focused on a story of coming to terms with who you are as a person? I don't know. I just, at the time, wasn't into musicals. That I, I just, I, I don't know. And I love witches, so I don't know. That <laughs> does not speak to how I feel now. I was just like, again, like I said, too cool for school. I love Chicago, obsessed with Chicago. I would have rather gone to Chicago. Maybe yeah. it was the riff. You like maybe, all that maybe, maybe you didn't like the ooh because ah, it messed with your misophonia. misophonia you know I what I mean? No, that's false. What an amazing transition. You're <laughs> welcome. Do you have misophonia? I do. I t- it's so stupid to say that. And I've gotten, like, I have gotten emails from people that are like, my son has misophonia or my daughter. And they've been, so- it, it means so much that you spoke up at this. And like, that's really touching with the same thing. I'm like, it just sounds so foolish to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, so the idea is that music or sounds give you anxiety? No, um, I just like... <laughs> okay, I did, not, I did, I did bad It's like It's like tiny minuscule sound. My mom has it too. My mom has the same way. So I could fully not have it, but just by association, because my mom was always annoyed with certain things growing up, like my dad chewing ice. I hate listening to people eat corn cereal. If I'm not eating, corn. listening to other people eat. Yeah, like corn on the cob. It's disgusting. Like it's just really involved in like... It's like a crunchy version of like slowly ASMR mac and cheese. Do you I hate it. ASMR then? I hate it so much. Oh. <laughs> it makes my skin crawl. <laughs> wow. Triggered. It's like the sound of people eating cereal next to me. I can't do it. I make Michael, my boyfriend, go into a different room if he's going to eat something crunchy. Oh. But I didn't realize that that was like a thing. <laughs> Used to hang out in Chicago. So... <laughs> When she would come visit Chicago like a couple years ago, she used to come a lot. And she like isn't vegan, but she's allergic to everything under the yes. sun. So she has to eat really gross, boring snacks. And she eats those weird like um, they're like nuts, but they're like rice cakes. They're like so so dry. And like we would like go out and come back, and she would take a nap and wake up on 
wake up and be like, I got to eat a snack and eat those, I would have to go into my bedroom, shut the door, put in headphones and listen to music because it was just, it, it sounded like walls were crumbling. It was just so <laughs> loud and so dry. That is so oh intense. Oh my God. I guess, I guess you could say I'm just like really quirky. <laughs> it's just like really fun, really quirky. Wait, can you give us, as a professional makeup artist, can you give your honest opinion of Meatball's palette? Is Which it, you got for free, don't forget. A trash or a smash? When I did the swatches, and I did the swatches with, um, a, like, a primer. A primer, yeah. I think they came out great. I'm not, I'm not just saying it. I haven't actually used it yet. I've only, like, well, really gotten in drag once since you sent me that palette. The only people that I think have said anything negative are people that whose makeup I don't like or don't know how to use a primer. Which I was right. like, it's a vegan makeup. Like, it's talc-free. It, you have to prime it. I don't understand. I will say, and... I, I feel like we talked about this before. I, this is no testament to hip dot or you. I just don't get these glitter pan shades. It's just uh, not. That's not my journey. But like the other colors, swatch <laughs> great. Yeah, I love that. I that's see the glitters opinion. has been everyone's favorite, especially crop duster. But like, I go through that glitter so fast. I just don't like. I like using certain bases to stay for glitter. And like, I just have not had luck with it when it's already like in a consistency. I just like loose glitter. It's all pretty glitter, but I just like it. Just like. Well, note taken. Well, there you go for a future product. Wait, can I just say. And now you're a dick pig. Oh, wait, can I just. (laughs) before, Before we get in this, just to round out the makeup conversation. I am having a really interesting experience, and we we sort of teased on this earlier, Meatball, but I'm having this interesting experience where, like, I don't wear makeup. um, Uh What? And and I am not very artistic. I am bad at drawing. I, like, you talk about shapes, like, girl, lines, shapes, gradients, fading, color story, can't do any of it. I, because I work with so many drag queens, and because sort of, like, being a faggot is also sort of, like, you need to know about makeup palettes, I guess. Like, it just feels like it's all intertwined. I feel like I really understand. I'm like, no. oh, yeah, this is the process. And you do, like, <laughs> no. like when people talk about, like, foundation and concealer and contour, I'm like, Here's okay. The thing. Like, I but feel I think like I would be horrible do... at doing someone's makeup. Yeah, but I, I feel like, like you would get why it do I w- in order. But I literally watch makeup tutorials just sitting on my computer for fun. Like, why do I look at Nikki tutorials all the time and okay. I don't oh, do makeup? She's incredible. Well, Sidebar yeah. with uh, do you guys watch Bailey Sarian? Do you like true crime things? I do, but I don't watch that. Okay, Bailey Sarian is this girl who like does her makeup while she talks about true crime. It's not a makeup oh. tutorial. She just does it while she tells stories, and she has a very soothing voice. She and she has like she has like I think over seventy true crime videos every Monday. Really good. Highly recommend. It's Whoa. Been my favorite favorite during this. It's like a visual podcast. Yeah, I like that. Would so no commentary someone? about what I was saying? Well, I interrupted Meatball, so. All I said make? was all I said was that I think that you would get it all in order and you would be able to do that. But I don't think. I don't think the, it would look good. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think the application. Because the problem is, is like a lot of people can do it in the right order. But it's like learning to do the shapes the right it's size shapes. and the right way. It's all it is is just shapes. And once you learn, like, oh, this has to be a circle, this has to be a straight line at this angle, 
It like all something sense. I never understand is like someone like Trixie or Queens who do like a really big eye. I never understand. There's there's they're like, oh, and now I'm doing my eyelid, and I'm like, but it's up there. Like like I don't <laughs> understand that geometry. I just wouldn't even know how to replicate it. I'm like, I just had to explain this to my boyfriend because he was looking at Nancy Pelosi's eyes and how like her brow bone and like her eye thing the occipital bone is so pronounced and i was like that's what you're trying to recreate with a cut crease like you're trying what to is a cut shadow. crease what does that even it's mean this it's... part right here if you look at a picture of nancy pelosi honey she will tell you, you you know what is like the ultimate is like basically what everyone's trying to achieve is like and what every straight person who doesn't know makeup that sees dry queen says oh my god you look just like Cher because Cher has giant <laughs> eyelids yes with a really like like you can see the line of where her eyeball is. That's the crease. Where literally context clues, it's a crease in the eye. Okay, fuck off. First <laughs> but of some people like to put it up real high, and some people like to leave it real low. All right, Meatball, you were gonna ask this next question. You're a dick pig, am I correct? <laughs> I suppose that is what I have been branded with. Oh, so you um, like BDSM. You're into brand. Oh, she gets branded on the weekends. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, Are you you're, a nudist? You're a nudist? Um, I go through... I, I, <laughs> well, since quarantine, where I have become uh, the body shape of a formless piece of clay, or a, yeah. a, <laughs> I changed my grinder profile uh, to say because they deleted me because I was impersonating Layla McQueen first off, so I had to get a new <laughs> profile. I had to get a new profile. Um, and the the about me just says um, the personality for divorce and the body of mashed potatoes with lumps. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like with lumps. that. Extra butter. Um, yeah. So I've been, do you no. go to nudist events? Do you like clothing? Have you ever been to parties? A, a, like a sex party or anything? Wow, I feel like that is a very loaded question from you. You got loaded at the sex party? <laughs> um, I don't know, Meatball. Do you remember? I oh, don't. Went together? I... Wait, you went together? Oh, was this yeah, the CCBC we went... story? No, this was in San Francisco during yeah, was... Folsom, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we were both there. We like met up, hung out. We were both going to the same party, so we went together. And it was one of those parties where it's like when you check in, they give you a garbage bag. And you put all your clothes in it, except for your jock yeah. strap, and then you go walk around. Well, I like to have a jock because I feel like I need to have. I like nu- I like nude beaches. I like nude beaches. I like being a little bit drunk in the sun and going in the water and feeling like the outdoors on my nude body. Like in that case, like being walking down a street completely naked at Folsom. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. Like yeah. I love seeing other people doing that, but for me, I need like a jock or a thong or like something to like have Put the poppers in in shapes in my body. Oh yeah. Do you, oh. Well, no. So I always wear Doc Martin boots with socks. And every time I go to sex parties, I'll have like, I'll keep my phone in my sock or my wallet or like, Oh, I'm going to keep my phone in my sock. Keep you my know, phone I in was my sock. Just going to do that. Like I didn't want to interrupt. It. I knew you I'm, were. I was just going to say, we got you, gal, because you said every time I go to a sex party. So she's a frequent fly. I mean, if I go to two, every time I've gone to a sex no, party. At those I, am a, <laughs> I am a frequent flyer as well. And I'm like coming to terms with the fact that I just really started to like 
really get into like my sexual freedom and now like it's going to be some years until i think we feel like until we feel like okay there's a good enough vaccine out and everyone feels comfortable enough to like have a free-for-all sort of sex party again but didn't you just give someone a blowjob recently i did finally broke my celibacy you can have during covid I mean, you can. People yes, are getting when tested. Yes, when we showed when we showed each other our negative COVID results and our See? negative STD uh, test results. So I made PJ show. So I, I made someone kids. bring over negative test results before they came into my house the other day. Yes, you should. But also, that test result, the moment you drive away from getting tested, unless all you out do is window. lock yourself into the room, you is out the window. Get it. Yeah, totally. It's going to be such a new thing because I feel like gay men already still, for some reason, have this weird shame about getting tested for normal STDs. So to throw right. like a pandemic on it, I'm like, oh my God, this is either going to get y'all fags together or you're totally just going to lose it. Like, <laughs> there's, I there, think there's it's no gray area. <laughs> Wait, so speaking of hooking up, um, do you find a difference? First of all, do you ever, did you ever like hook up or hook, you know, sort of flirt with guys when you're in drag? Uh, like before Drag Race, yeah, or Any whenever. Time. Any yeah, time I guess. A lady. Um, I have not had sex in drag. I have like had not like I have not had sex in drag to be like, oh, I'm stunning. I'm trying to pull this trade, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm wearing bangs tonight. It's just you know <laughs> in the dark. Like I've never done one of those. <laughs> but like I've definitely been in situations like on the road where like. Like, I was in this one place, and, like, one of the go-go boys was trying to be, like, all macho, macho. And I was like, well, I'm a dude, too. So, I mean, like, chill out. And he was like, yeah, sure. Like, talking about his dick. And then so, I like, he asked to see a picture of mine, and I showed him. He goes, what hotel room are you in? (laughs) (laughs) And he came over, and it was fun. It was great. But he was like, my roommate's in the car because he's also the other dancer, so we have to go. So, like, we boned, but I just didn't take my face off. I was, like, naked except for the face. I don't think that counts. <laughs> he looked in the mirror and he was like, don't look at me. <laughs> Caught you in the mirror across the room. Yeah, most people, when they have sex with me, like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, you could just wear a paper bag. They prefer I wear plastic. Because um, <laughs> they're hoping for suffocation. Is Do you ever get like, what's RuPaul like? Or like yeah. questions like that? Yeah, I mean, more so the annoying question. And like, I've been going live this week because I'm so unmotivated to do real technical projects but still so bored because i don't see anyone so i've been going live to be like let's talk shit but everyone's annoying because all they're like is like are you on all stars would you do all stars should you do all stars oh my god who's on all stars is ivy winters on all stars are you gonna do it i'm like relax i need everyone (laughs) to chill out you've never heard of ndas i want to go i don't get to decide when i go when it happens it happens it'd be happy for me then but also on the same note are you only interested in my drag and what I'm selling if it pertains to RuPaul's Drag Race? Like, haven't I made a big enough stink and name and done enough things to prove that, like, everything I did on the show is basically not who I am at all now? So right. that's the big one lately. <laughs> so are you going on All Stars? Well, so wait, no, no, no. Is, 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 is Ivy Winters on All Stars? <laughs> That's exactly that what Meatball did to Peppermint last week. She was like, oh, yeah. I'm just so over people right. asking me about All Stars. I, I appreciate their support, but it's like, it's so, like, there's certain, like, when it's in such abundance, I'm like, okay, you guys. I right. mean, like, let's scale back from the show a little bit. I would absolutely yeah. go, though. And I always say that. I'm like, I would go, 
I'd do it in a heartbeat. I would love to. When the time happens, it happens. Do you ever feel a little like annoyed that people still ask you about Drag Race um, when you've done so many other things? Like working uh, on these other shows and like being a part of an HBO show, I feel like it's such a huge accomplishment. I don't know. Totally. Um, it depends on which the context and like how old the people are and like how they ask. Because some people are just focused on the show. So I try not to be like mad at every single time. But like um, certain questions when people ask me like about like a specific moment that happened in the show or like, oh, my God, do you and Thorgy have sex? Because she said that like you were cute in her confessional. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> just not real life. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the tricky thing about like a fan base that is based on a captured moment versus right. like an artist over time, and is it's that they only know you and only choose to know you yes. from two episodes of or three episodes of television rather than you know it's it is wild, about and it. that is like why I would want to go back to be like, hey, just for all you people, the girls in the back who aren't paying attention, like. That is not who I am. And more for me than for anyone else. But it is weird that people get so focused on a current state of time that you are in for just like a very, very small period. And they are like forever like, oh, you must not do anything outside of that. Yeah, right. So we've sort of been, uh, uh, we've talked about sex a little bit so far. But now we have this moment uh, that we'd like to do at the end of all of our shows called... Fucta. Fuckta! So we heard, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So we heard that you fucked uh, the go-go boy in face. Do you have any like sort of out, outstanding wild go-to sex story that you like to tell? I definitely have some interesting ones from back in the day. Um, I have become quite, even like a little bit before quarantine, like I feel like this like dig, dick pig brand is like, not an accurate portrayal at all. <laughs> I disagree, but sure. I disagree because you do just wear a jock strap and a blazer at DragCon. Yeah, <gasps> but like I'm not getting fucked at DragCon, you know? I don't yeah. know your life. Well, there are too many kids around. Is there any if Rem- <laughs> Remember that guy who like made an OnlyFans and it was just like him fucking people in the bathrooms at DragCon? Oh no, I do not. And I'm not happy that you didn't share that information with me <laughs> until now. I thought we were friends. Um, okay. Yes. Um, I do have this one story that I Tell think it. is funny. It's okay. So it's it's a middle school story that doesn't involve me. It's more so one of my classmates, but I still think it's really funny. Okay. <laughs> It'll be quick. Okay. So this girl. <laughs> I want to hear about you, but okay. No, tell it. Um, I was, it was in seventh grade and I was in like a homeroom that was like science class. So instead of desk, it was like you shared a table. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always had to have before or after lunch, we had like a sustained silent reading period. And SSR? Girl, yes. And this what? Girl, yeah. Oh, you went to school in Texas. They don't practice literacy. We don't got there. books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do not have a great education, so don't get it twisted though. Um, <laughs> And the girl next to me, she was, like, really short and, like, skinny. And she was, like, really book smart. And she wasn't, like, popular, but she was more, like, smart and played sports. So she kind of was popular. Um, She always wore yoga pants. And she had, like, she basically looked like a skinny cousin it. Her hair was, like, the same color and, like, parted down the middle and really, really long. And she would cross her legs every 
I would, she would cross her legs every silent reading period. She would stick a pencil behind her knee and like move her leg. Let me show you. (laughs) (laughs) Not not let me show you on the podcast. She would like, tell us what we're seeing. Okay. Right leg over left leg. She would and cross then, her leg, and uh-huh. all I have is an Apple TV remote, but she would put a pencil, like, right... In the right, crook of her right leg on top. Like, behind her knee. Uh-huh. And she would have her head down and just be going like this. Okay, pumping the right leg <laughs> up and down over and over. So, would that be shoving the end of the pencil into her vagina? Yeah, um, she wasn't... Eraser stu- end, I hope. Oops! <laughs> so, it wasn't subtle, and she would, like be shaking the table and be like panting like it wasn't something that was like a secret and i would have to read my books like up like i couldn't be on the table because they're shaking because she's just jerking off she's just jerking off in class and this happened so much and everyone just ignored it until one day we were like taking a math test and one like the class clown douchebag whatever was like being a dick to our teacher we had like this we had a math teacher. She was really great and she was a lesbian. And I think he made fun of her for being gay. And she was like, that's it. I'm going to the principal's office and like got up and left. And he like got up and was like throwing shit off her desk and being a whatever. And this girl was like, Ugh, AJ, you're so annoying. And he turns back and goes, you jerk off every day in class and everyone knows it and doesn't talk about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I mean, and all what did do- she do? Was she mortified? She was like, ugh. she turned really bright. I was like, ugh, you're so gross. And all of us, do you watch Parks and Rec? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that episode where they're trying to be nice to Jerry and he splits his pants and farts and Donna is like looking down like this yes. and yeah. Leslie's shuffling paper? That was the entire classroom. Oh, <laughs> oh God. God. I call that story cricket pussy because she moved her legs like a cricket. <laughs> oh <my> oh. <laughs> Not I call that story. It's I call that scene. reading cricket pussy. Wow. Meatball, well, I'm very, uh, well, I don't know. I have mixed emotions about it. But like we just said before, I finally broke my celibacy. Mm-hmm. And I felt really proud of myself because I, I, of course, we, we had a conversation about exposure and we showed each other negative test results. Et cetera, Do you have et a picture of this man? I don't, in fact. And I met oh. him many, many, many months ago on Craigslist. Back in the day, or is it like I think wait, two, back when Craigslist was able to be? I open? think like two years ago, I met him. And is he, this the guy that randomly sent you a text out of the blue? No, oh, okay. I mean, he recently did when he was like, What have you been up to? and I'm like, Literally, abstinence. How about you? And he in was your... like, Come drain these balls. But let me say, I <laughs> sucked his dick. And he came three times in a row without getting worked in between. Small That's impressive. Amount. It is very impressive. And I was so proud of myself. And my I got lockjaw almost immediately. Like I was so out of practice. I was <laughs> I was sore in my abs the next day, like on the side abdominal muscles. Like I worked so hard. But then when we were done, he literally was like, Well, I guess I'm glad I took that Viagra. And I was like, Motherfucker. Like, I was so proud of myself. And he was like, I'm still hard. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I'm glad I took that Viagra. I, was I like, think well, you mean, I'm glad I took that blue chew. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> does that make you come more, though? 
I don't no, think so. I Doesn't think it just make him stay hard? Yeah, he was just still hard. So allegedly, I think, I think that's still impressive then to come three times. Stay yeah. hard, sure. I do have one question. In your Craigslist profile, in the description, do you list rotund stature? <laughs> it says, it says, uh, potato on toothpaste. <laughs> mine, says, mine says potato all gratin. <laughs> Wait, when rotund. You guys, Isn't when it, you, the, rotund was an option, right? I'm just saying that because when y'all did that segment where you made up that story about double fisting that person, when I was going, I was like getting ready to go to bed and was listening to the podcast and I started laughing so hard. I like couldn't fall asleep because I like got a burst of energy. I wrote rotund stature on a post-it note. I was like, I cannot forget this. This is fucking hysterical. Rotund stature. It really got me together. Yeah, I forgot about that. I really identify with that. So I do you, too. Nisa. I've been getting thick as fuck, you guys. This Deep. quarantine. Anyway. Deep. All right. Well, thank you so much. Y'all ever <laughs> fucked in front of a cat? It's weird. Oh, my God. Wait. I, I mean, you can edit this out or cut it out or edit the cricket one out. But um, <laughs> I just remembered on fucking Halloween, the same Candy Muse weekend on Halloween night, um, we all stayed in the hotel above the club. A guy was flirting with me downstairs. This was like another I didn't get out of drag, but like kind of did moment. And so the elevators were broken because there was Mm -hmm. something with like the fire department and there was like an issue with the club. And we were like staying really far, like really high up um, in the floors. And this guy was flirting with me downstairs and was like, oh, do you want a bone? I was like, yeah, but I don't want to leave the club yet. He's like, oh, well, I got to like go home soon. Like whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's go up to my room. And our friend Eric Alden was with me and was like shit face and was like, oh, I don't want to be down at a club by myself. I'm like, I'm going to fuck this guy, but you can come up to the room and hang out. Like we're close like that. It's like totally not a huge issue. Voyeurism. I remember that. So I was like, Eric is shit face. Yeah. I mean, wildly shit face. I was like, okay, I have to, I'm going to, I need to shower a little bit. You can just take a shower with me with this dude. And so we're showering and we're like kind of boning a little bit in the shower. And I go out to get lube or something for my bag or a face wash or something. I leave the shower to go stop doing that. And Eric is on the phone screaming, I'm not fucking telling you where I am. I'm not telling you. Stop fucking calling me. And I'm like, oh my God, she must be fighting with her husband. So then I go back in the shower and minutes later, uh, there is a pounding at the door, like violently pounding at the door. And I'm like, what is going on? We are not being loud. I get out of the shower. Eric opens the door. I am in face, fully wet, fully nude, fully erect. I get out of the shower. I'm like, what is going on? The fucking cops come into our room. They're like, oh, we're getting a, a, a 911 calls traced to this room. What is going on? Like kind of freaking out. I'm like, Eric, what the fuck? And they're like staring at me fully naked, <laughs> hard in drag. I, like basically have soap in my fucking hair. And I'm like, uh, I'm trying to get it in. What's going on? And Eric's like, oh, I don't know. And like explained it. And then they left. And I'm like, Eric, what the fuck? He looked at his phone. He kept butt dialing 911 and hanging up. Like he was not realizing it because he was so drunk. And they called him back and they called it back. It didn't say call coming from 911. It was from a different number. And they're like, yeah. sir, sir, what is your location? And that's why he was screaming, 
I'm not oh, fucking telling you. Oh my god. I'm That's like, so crazy. Ridiculous. But you know how easy it is? Sometimes I'll just be holding my phone and I'll look down and it'll be like, emergency call in three, yes. two, one. And I'm like, how did that fucking happen? I didn't do anything. Did you finish the sex? Oh, so we dry off. Eric ended up going home. <laughs> and I literally was like getting into it. And I'm not joking. This guy, he wasn't like soft or anything. He just like, and he wasn't like, ooh, I'm not into this. He just stopped and was like, no, I'm not going to get off. I'm going to like tease. I'm like, I don't live here. That's like not fun for me. I was like, are you serious? Like, can I get off? He goes, no, I'm just going to go. I was like, oh, well, thank you. Happy Halloween. You're dead to me. I'm calling the police for the Honestly, thing. you're oh lucky that he stayed after all of that stuff. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, he was in the shower. I was the one being like, what is going on with this straight, bald, fat, middle-aged cop on Halloween staring at my like. You were like, heart. I don't like this costume. Are you a stripper? <laughs> Where's the uh, where's the where's the rest of the village people? <laughs> well, Layla, thank okay. you so much thank for being so on the show. Thank you for having me. I hate that it's so short. I could talk shit with you guys for hours. I know, <laughs> but happy to be here. Uh, what? Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I have a YouTube that I should probably start putting things on. I think it's Miss Layla McQueen or Layla McQueen. Not L- I think. L A I L A I L A. Yeah, that's how you spell my name. Um, oh my god. Killing it. My Instagram is Miss Layla McQueen. L-A-I-L-A. Spelled out M I S S, right? Uh honestly, just follow me on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter and YouTube. I'm trying to sew more. I'm trying to do more makeup things. Uh just stay tuned. Please. Okay. Sickening. Well- Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. Send us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com or call with your fuck talk story at 213-536-9180 or 1-800-WICKET. You can follow me at Big Dipper Jelly and follow Meatball at Spiciest Meatball on Instagram and Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss a new episode of Sloppy Seconds, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. We're done. Doodle doot doot forever dog. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom! Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Mixed and mastered by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork is drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malark.